Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, friends. Welcome, one and all. It's another episode of Magic Universe with Sharona, and I'm so happy that you were joining me here today. This little radio show is all about awakening and embracing your inner personal power and self-confidence, as well as shining your light and creating magic and miracles in all areas of your life simply by using a little bit of help from your angels and guides and ancestors, as well as that divine and loving conscious energy of the magic universe that we are all each a part of. So, are you ready to live your magic and really be who you really are? Then you're going to want to join me during this hour. And I'm going to invite you to step into your power and awaken your true magic. So why don't you grab yourself a a cup of tea and settle in because I know that this is going to be a fun and magical hour. Okay. I am Sharona Rapsick, and I am your radio host. I am also a tarot uh, master reader teacher and a scholar too, and a spiritual life coach, as well as a teacher of the magical and intuitive arts. That means that I make use of such tools as tarot, astrology, numerology, affirmations, and I keep learning more. And I use these to help me, as well as others, manifest the life of our dreams. You see, I'm following my dreams, Besides this radio show and my teaching and coaching and artwork, I am also an an artist and a designer and an author. And right now, I have been working uh, for the past two years on my tarot deck, which is called the Boho Pixie Tarot Deck, and it's all dedicated to the life, art, and legacy of Miss Pamela Coleman-Smith, as well as the author of its guidebook which I call The Little White Dog. And it is there that I share my revolutionary system to make you tarot fluent. That is, interpreting your tarot faster than you can say pixie. So uh, it's a way that you become fluent in the language of tarot. And um, just to tell you a little bit, I am coming to you live from the Big Apple, New York City, where uh, today it's sunny, but it's a cold winter day, but that's okay. We're in the wintertime, and um, we just came off the full moon in Cancer two days ago on Friday, and yesterday the moon went into Leo. Now, to tell you a little bit more about the show, Magic Universe with Sharona is a live call-in radio show. And here we talk about such topics as angels, crystals, energy healing, tarot, and oracle cards, 
astrology, synchronicity, and most importantly, how to raise your energy. And that is so that you have good, good, good high vibrations. Because when you have your vibrations high, you're able to create and generate and attract more love and magic into your life. And one of the things that I love doing is introducing you, my friends, to great people in our tarot and metaphysical community and, you know, go over all kinds of special topics. And today you're going to be really, um, you're going to meet a really fabulous special guest, uh, Mr. Joe Montel Leone. And afterwards, I'm going to be going over um, doing some tarot readings live on the air. So if you would like to call in for a reading or maybe talk to our special guest, I want to make sure that you know that this is a live call-in show. So uh, if you want to call in, you know, for uh, a mini reading or just to say hi um, or for a little bit of Angel Reiki, the phone number is 714-816-4628. Now, that's to listen. If you want me to take your call, you, you need to press the number 1 on your phone keypad because that will put your little hand up on the switchboard and I'll know that you want me to take your call. So um, once you get in, remember, don't hang up because you'll lose your spot in the line because what I try to do is take calls in the order that they come in. Now also, we have another place where you can get my attention and that is in our chat room. Okay, so to go into our chat room, you want to go to the tarotguild.com forward slash chat, okay? And then you'll be able to go into the chat room, chat with the people that are in the chat room, and also if you have a question, you can put it up there, and I will try to take care of it. Now, also, need to let you know that when I'm not here on the airwaves, you can still get in touch with me. You just simply go to Sharona at psychictalk.net okay folks so uh it is time to uh rock and roll so uh one that get everything get get us all moving so uh let me tell you a little bit about our special guest okay joe montel leone according to the Huffington Post, is a one-man band of magical thinking made reality. He sounds like he's one of us. And he is a tarot master teacher, certified coach, an energy healer, an occult performer, and a modern mystic. And he has 20 years plus experience in tarot reading, teaching, and performing which has brought him to every possible environment. He has had notable appearances at Facebook headquarters, the New York Renaissance Fair, the World Divination Association, the Reader's Studio, and more. And what's even more awesome is he created the Tarot Mysticism Academy after a life-changing mystical experience so without further ado 
Let's welcome Joe Montel Leon. Hi, Joe. Hi, Sharona. So good to have you here back on the show. We had a little bit of technical difficulties when we did this, the the show. What was that back in? Um, in it seems like so long ago, back in uh, December. So uh, I am so happy that you came back and we can continue with the show. Yes, thank I think you it must so have been, much for having me. Yeah, I think it must have been that, that crazy uh, Mercury retrograde or something, which is still going on, but thank goodness it'll be gone for a few months <laughs> on uh, January the 18th. But, uh, yeah, so uh, as you know, this show is all about love and magic. So, Joe, I always start off by asking every guest that I have on the show, how do you bring love and magic into your own life? Mm, Such a fun question. Um, I would say that I probably bring love and magic into my life in what may seem as the least of magical ways, in the most boring of ways, but I, I would honestly have to say I would call it meditation, but I don't call it meditation. Um, essentially, I just, when I have time, and I try to do this at least once a day, if not twice a day, uh, I spend a good amount of time just sitting and observing and just connecting with that core awareness that pervades everything that I am and everything that the universe is and, uh, and just allow all of my thoughts and feelings and desires to kind of float up the ocean of consciousness as I like deepen into it and uh, and just be with that. And then I just can sometimes feel a very beautiful sense of peace and love. And uh, I feel like that's one of the most magical acts ever. Um, but yeah, besides that, I love connecting like-minded mystical misfits online and teaching and, um, and sharing and researching and yeah. Awesome. Well, you're in the right place. What I, what I like to think is that I am creating a community of like-minded modern mystics. <laughs> mm, and I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, yes, meditation is, you know, very important. Sometimes, though, I think that we get too attached to that it has to meditation has to look one way and yeah you know sometimes I feel meditation is almost like we're meditating even when we don't think about it you know when we're in the mm-hmm. in the present moment <laughs> mm-hmm. yes yeah definitely yeah. yeah yeah what was that that someone said about that song life is but a dream and you row your boat gently mm-hmm. down the stream. So, yes. uh, yeah. A profound yeah. song indeed. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I think it was actually Jim Carrey who said that. Someone was uh, interviewing and he's, him and he said, what is the most important, you know, philosophy or whatever? And he said, well, there's a song, Row, Row, Row Your Boat. And it says it all. So I, I kind of oh, so picked cool. that up from him. <laughs> so, 
So, Joe, tell us a little bit about your uh, tarot and spiritual journey and, you know, how it got started and where would you like to see it evolve? Yeah, I would say my spiritual, this is actually a fun connection. I would, uh, so my spiritual journey probably started with my grandmother. Um, and, and by the way, you remind me a lot of my grandmother. My grandmother was one of the warmest, sweetest people. She was a Christian scientist, and she was like, she was always in prayer, but like so jolly, and she would just light up a room and just very positive. And, uh, and that rubbed off on me as a child, but as I grew up and started to research various things, I started reading tarot at like 10 years old or so some, some, sometime around there because I was, uh, I got a reading and I thought it was so cool and I was just obsessed with tarot ever since. And that has been an underlying structure for me to kind of view the world and interface with reality and inquire within myself and everything I study kind of stems back to tarot in some way, but it's led me to a lot of uh, other disciplines in Western esotericism and philosophy and, um, healing and personal self-development and then into the Eastern spiritual systems. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just been so enriching uh, in my world. And now it's fun. I actually find myself now arriving at a philosophy that is very similar to, to what my grandmother's was when I was a kid, um, which is ultimately, uh, ultimately I would say, a, a pretty radically non-dual philosophy of the world. Uh, and that can be a lot of things, but, but uh, I find it to be pretty awesome. But I would say where I'm with Tarot and where I would like to see it go, uh, one thing I'm doing a lot with my school and uh, my classes and in my own work is connecting Tarot more with mystical philosophies from around the world. So I, was, I, I work a lot with Tarot and Hermetic Kabbalah, and now I'm connecting tarot to some really awesome non-dual philosophies like uh, Advaita Vedanta and um, some pre-Socratic philosophies like Parmenides and, uh, and just seeing how far it can go uh, with a soft thesis that though I don't, I couldn't say if there was a, an explicit deep perennial philosophy underlying all philosophy and faith and religion and everything, I do like to find the common denominators throughout mysticism. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, this sounds like a bold claim, but I would love to see tarot and suffering, you know? It's a bold, bold statement, but I think it's one of the most practical uh, <laughs> endeavors. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if we could put a tarot deck into everybody's hands, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, and, it, and it's so interesting because... Tarot is the one thing, you know, especially when I tell people that I do it or, you know, I actually, you know, read tarot um, a few nights a week at a, at a restaurant in Manhattan. People, they, there's no middle ground on tarot. It's either like, ooh, or oh, you know, people either <laughs> love it or they don't. And I think the ones who go, Ugh, they don't really understand it, you know, that, um, you know, it, it, you know, it's really funny, but I've, I've never been involved with something where it's like people either like it or they don't. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I always go, hey, you know, uh, I don't think the ones who 
don't like it. Um, I don't think they understand that they understand it. I mean, what are some of the misconceptions that you think that uh, people have about tarot, and how is that not true? Any thoughts on that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that. Uh, there's so many superstitions around tarot and it's very interesting because people will think that tarot means certain things or is connected to things like devil worship or spirits or the superstition of whether it's going to tell or not tell your future. And, and that's kind of like interesting because it kind of gives like a dark, like interesting, like, I don't know, it's kind of, (laughs) it kind of coerces one towards it a bit, but it's like all of those, superstitions and fears always come from the person that is projecting them onto the tarot, the tarot, like, and, and, uh, you know, maybe somebody, I don't want to burst any bubble here, but I really like to, at first demystify the tarot and, you know, it's because it's only, it's just cardstock with images and symbolism, albeit beautiful mm-hmm. images and beautiful symbolism often, uh, oftentimes, but everything on top of that is what we bring to it. So whether that's philosophy or whether that's fortune telling or divination or self-development, that's all ours. So the tarot is it's essentially a, almost like a, a historical train wreck of beautiful symbolism from which we can put in whatever we want to do. And that can be telling the future or it can be, you know, self-development. Yeah. 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 It's, um, you know, I always tell people, you know, it's pieces of paper with images and numbers and words on it, but it's a language and it's a key. And, you know, it, um, you know, it's able, you know, we were, you were talking about meditation. And I think I always laugh that, you know, people who, you know, fear the tarot, you know, you say to them, have you ever been to an art museum and Mm. experience what it's like to go into an art museum where you look at images and, you know, what is the feeling and what are the thoughts that float up, (laughs) you know, and that's kind of what tarot is. And, you know, and it's interesting to hear whether, you know, Sometimes I guess what it is, people don't want their their thoughts to float up. That maybe they're afraid of their thoughts. Have have you mm. know never thought about that? But you know, you know, with our thoughts being so important, and you know how we organize them and how we put them together. But yeah, I agree. You know, tarot definitely uh, can change the world. Mm. And that, that's beautifully said about the museum and things floating up. I think that's so, so beautifully said and accurate. Yeah. 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 Do you have a fair, uh, favorite tarot deck that you're working with right now? Cause I mean, there's so many decks that are out there. Oh yeah. There's so many, you know, <laughs> I used to, I don't know if, if, if you're as weird as me, but when I was younger, I would think, that if there ever was a zombie apocalypse and I was the last person on earth, the first thing I would do would be go to my local new age store and look through all the tarot decks. <laughs> I was a weird kid. Um, oh, hey, hey, welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I would say I, there's so many amazing tarot decks out there. 
Um, I would say my favorite, de- the deck that I mostly work with is the Thoth deck, uh, and then the deck after that, probably the Rider Waite Smith. But my fa- one of my favorite contemporary tarot artists is probably Pixel Occult, who does a lot mm-hmm. of queer comic book style post apocalyptic themes um in in their work and their their decks are they they just speak to my inner fantasy you know some decks just really reflect what your soul looks like i guess but yeah do you have a favorite yeah, one a, well um i guess if i have to pick a favorite one it's it would be the uh the uh the Wade smith deck but mm. i like to think of it as being i mean it sets kind of like a foundation, and from there, you know, people create have been creating um, their own versions of it. You know, it's it's just a starting place. But you know, that's that's one of my favorite ones. And then, you know, there's all the um, the new ones that have come out. I think there's one of my favorites is the uh, Modern Witch. And then there's the um, the light seers. So um, mm. I actually love. I'm you know I, one of the other things that I do. I'm an art teacher, and I use tarot. <laughs> I'm sneaking it in there, um, you know, to teach my art students because a tarot card is actually a perfect encapsulation of what art is. It's putting an idea or a message on in, inside of a frame. You know, you're bringing in symbols and colors and everything. So I think if someone were to say, hey, what is the most perfect form of visual art? It's probably the tarot card. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. agree? But yeah, yeah, you know, I always go, I, you know, it changes. Um, the deck that I'm working on is based on, definitely based on the, uh, the, uh, the Wade Smith. But um, the original deck, actually, that I got started with was the Marseille deck. And uh, for, yeah, for people who are new to tarot, there's, there's um, basically, I guess there's like three systems of uh, tarot that are out there. You know, there's the Marseille deck which I think is more popular in France and other, you know, parts of Europe other than um, in England and English-speaking countries, people tend to use the, um, the Wade Smith. And then what I want to talk with you more about is the Toft deck. Because um, I know a lot of people, um, I, I have a couple of decks, and it's one that, you know, I want to learn more about. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about the history of the Toth deck? Yeah, definitely. Toth deck is like, so if tarot is a historical train wreck of symbolism, then the the, the Toth deck is that train wreck, but on steroids. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's a wild one. So, um so, so if anyone hasn't heard of, uh, there was this infamous magician, Aleister Crowley, who's kind of like, 
I, I wouldn't say completely, but he's a little bit like the Lord Voldemort of of uh, the late 1800s uh, occult revival that was going on. Um, and so he he did a number of things and, and developed a number of things. And he, he was in the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, which is where we get Arthur Edward Waite, who directed you know Pamela Coleman Smith to create the Rider Waite Smith deck. Uh, so both of those, those people came out of the same magical order. Um, and uh, yeah, Crowley was, um, he channeled a spiritual book uh, called the Book of the Law and created his own religion and wrote a, wrote a number of crazy and beautiful and genius things. Uh, he wasn't like a, a dude, you know, he definitely had shortcomings, but um, he synthesized a lot of his personal philosophy with aspects of his religion, with um, uh, the Western esoteric systems like um, astrology and Hermetic Kabbalah. And he brought all of that uh, and directed Lady Frida Harris into creating uh, his tarot deck. I, I believe it was one of his last projects before he passed away. So it was kind of like his last final masterpiece culmination of his life's work. And he, he did a lot, a lot of work. He traveled a lot. He, he, like, he was a mountain climber. He was a poet. And um, he experimented a lot with magic and the occult. And, uh, and his deck is kind of like a testament to all that. Um, but one thing I will say is uh, something that I am uh, curious about and exploring is taking the deck outside, seeing how the deck exists and continues to grow and live outside of the context of Crowley, which I know sounds a little sacrilege, but because the Rider-Waite-Smith deck is, you know, iconic, and when we, when we work with that deck, we don't necessarily, you know, have to go and study Arthur Edward Waite. I feel like the same treatment can be applied to the Thoth deck, and I think that would make it less intimidating because uh, some people are intimidated by it. But, yeah, it's a beautiful deck, very complex, very rich, um, and I definitely recommend everyone look into it. Well, you know, I I have a couple of the decks in my collection. I mean, if you know, if you collect tarot decks, you definitely uh, it just for the artwork alone, it's it's a deck that you uh, want to have in your collection, without a doubt. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder. You know, I uh, I I would love to have been in a room where uh, you know, wait. <laughs> And Crowley were at the same time. <laughs> you know why? You know, it's kind of like, you know, they have, you know, like they kind of, I almost feel like they hated and they loved each other at the same time. It was kind of like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs or something that they, uh, <laughs> you know, they, you know, they invented this thing and, you know, one was uh, Microsoft and one was uh, Macintosh and, um <laughs> They, they, you know, they were like wild and crazy guys, and they had more. They, I think, they kind of, and maybe they, the reason that they fought was they actually loved each other. Who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, they were definitely uh, very. Uh, they, they had opposite styles and very opposing views and approaches to things. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like you know. I uh, I know Crowley has a really bad reputation, but he probably wasn't as bad as he 
wanted to be. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, <laughs> I think, you know, today, you know, he would have been like um, a rock star and uh, maybe, you know, Wait would have been more of a, a folk singer. I don't know. But they all would have been selling oh, records. That's a really great. I love that. Yeah, that's a great metaphor. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So I know that you have your school and everything. Tell us a little bit about your your metaphysical academy. For those of you who are tuning in and you're on the website, we put up the um, the information on it. So uh, that everyone can look into the school that um, that Joe Montelion has. Can you tell us a little bit about it and what you teach and all that good stuff? Yeah, totally. So uh, the Tarot Mysticism Academy focuses, um, uh, it's, it's uh, quite a large curriculum. We have five, five programs going on. And uh, each program is a very dense course that includes uh, any, like, a, anywhere from like 50 to like 150 lecture videos. Uh, and the courses include live training sessions, class sessions where we practice and, and, and discuss the material and electronic textbooks. It's, it's, it's quite a lot, but essentially it's a uh, focus on tarot divination, mysticism, and professional practice. So um, when people come into the school, usually they start with the tarot divination course, which teaches them divination in a way where they can internalize and really recognize the energy of the tarot cards within them. And it also sets them up with a template to learn tarot that prepares them to learn eventually astrology, Kabbalah, and other systems. And then in level two, an advanced tarot, I start to teach them all of those systems and kind of dig more into the mystical philosophy, um, like the numerology, the Kabbalah, astrology, all the associations that will deepen their connection to the divinatory practice, but also open them up whether they want to approach it through a mystical lens or through a magical lens or even through a philosophical lens. Uh, And that's where we start to kind of see ourselves as the tarot as the common denominator underlying all these philosophies and practices. Um, and then I teach a soft tarot mastery course that focuses specifically on the soft deck and all of its symbolism and uh, all that complexity. And I teach, I'm starting a new program called Mysticism for Misfits, where I take, um, I'm, I'm going to be doing a lot of intense healing work with people and we're going to be looking at various mystical texts from different parts of the world and comparing it and seeing those common denominators um, and doing meditative techniques and that's what I'm, what I'm super excited about. Um, and then I also have a professional readers mastermind where I teach people and help them become professional readers and show them how to do that, whether it's in person or creating an online business, generating a following, finding clients, growing your business, because all of that is a whole other level of esoteric. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. We have a beautiful website, by the way. Um, I encourage you. everyone to go on to it. Yeah. So, you know, what's interesting that you're saying is, which I've always 
felt to be true. I mean, most people, when you talk about tarot, they think of it as a fortune-telling tool, you know, to know the future. But um, you hit upon the part that, you know, that tarot is also a tool for magic and creating your future, (laughs) you know. And um, Mm -hmm. can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, totally. So there, there is like a common view of tarot being, as a divination method, being the passive complement to magic, which is an initiating um, uh, a creative act where you are setting things in motion to get certain results. And I think that that can be true in a lot of contexts, but I would also, you know, when we look at, that, we'll look at the tarot reading process more deeply, I think I find that what we're doing when we're reading the cards for ourselves or for somebody else is that we are creating. We are, through reflection and through looking at ourselves, we're looking at the patterns, the energies that are in the present moment that will come up to create the future moment. And so by looking at that, we can change that, we can shift energies, we can evaluate and create the future that we want. Um, And so in that way, all divination is like a form of magic. Um, and then yeah. I also have students that go down more the, the more explicitly magical path in terms of following a tradition, let's say like the Golden Dawn or Crowley's magical system or something even older, and tarot links with a lot of correspondences that have been historically used in magic. Magic is not something I, I, I do as much uh, as, as a, a other things, and, <laughs> uh, but it is something I, I do have students that, that – do really amazing stuff with and tarot is a great tool for that yeah <laughs> i always laugh um i always meet people and they go well what if you get a card that comes up that you don't like well you can think about why it came up and why you know obviously it's there for a reason and if you don't like it you can <laughs> stick it back in the deck and reshuffle and sometimes i think life is yeah. that way yeah <laughs> you know you know, people get so scared of those cards, and it's like, no, 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 no. You know, if you get, you know, hey, you know, are you are you afraid of a GPS system in your car? You know, if you find out something, you can just turn around and go. You know, it's not the end of the world, but uh, how great to know. And why oh, did that? Why did that. it show up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. That's such a valuable yeah. question. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, I always like to ask people, what can uh, we expect from you in the future? I mean, like, um, you know, 10 years from now, where do you see oh. what you're doing? And then 20 years oh, wow. and maybe 30 years. <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, that's such a fun question. Um, uh, you know, 10 years from now, 30 years from now, I'm not going to lie. I have my eyes on total enlightenment, you know. I'm really trying to end suffering completely as much as I can in my world and in the world of as many people as possible. And I think we live in a time where the resources and the information is completely available to do that and, and explore those practices that have been going on for thousands of years that have been working in every culture around the world. 
And yeah, to be honest, I, I would love to just continue to work on myself, continue to grow and be the best that I can be and um, become more and more attuned with that indescribable, invisible, pervasive awareness that we all are. And then, you know, create conditions for other people to help, help other people do that as well. Um, because there's just a singularity where once you see it, you see it, and there's just no going back, and there's just a lightness, and I just want to go more and more in that direction. So, yeah, that's the goal. <laughs> wow, wow. So what is the legacy that you want to leave behind? You know, we talked about the legacy that um, Crowley left behind and Wait and Smith left behind. What legacy would you like to leave behind from, from Joe Montelion? That's such a that's a cool question and that que- my Capricorn son loves that question. <laughs> but I would honestly have to say I'm thinking about all of the influences that have brought me where I am today, people, places, books. Um, but one thing that has really helped me so much that it was super accessible was just archived lectures of people. So like when I was re- uh, younger, listening to Alan Watts on YouTube, like every night and whenever I had time, that helped me so much. If I can like continue my own library of archives of just like curating information and discussing these topics and then have that for generations to come you know that would be so like if I could give to people what other people before me gave to me and inspired me that would be totally awesome yeah well we are living in I, I mean the whole internet and YouTube and everything I mean it's incredible times that we're living in I sometimes I think that YouTube is like the library of Alexandria you know that <laughs> you just go in there and, and you type in what you want to know and there's going to be at least uh, 10 sources that you can click on and then you know it's a, it's a wonderful rabbit hole to go down so we're very lucky mm-hmm. to live in these days yeah I'm a I'm yeah. a YouTube uh, junkie, and I'm waiting for one. Uh, hopefully, they'll have more than just YouTube. <laughs> mm. YouTube. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I always um, – how can our listeners follow you? You know, uh, you want to give out your website and where you're going to be. Um, if you're going to be yeah. doing any personal appearances, uh, what would you like to let our li- listeners know about? Yeah, so I would say um, the the my main hub of where a lot of most of my material is is YouTube, uh, and you can just go to YouTube.com/slash Joe Montalione. I have a lot of free classes and videos on various topics, and I will be doing. A number of uh, live classes on YouTube this month. Uh, But if you want to go to the real home of, I guess, my world, (laughs) it would be tarotmysticismacademy.com. And there's also more free classes there and some downloads. And, uh, and yeah. And then I also, everything else social media-wise is Tarot with Joe. So Instagram, TikTok. Um, 
Uh, yeah, and uh, and I very I very much encourage like questions. So if anyone's like has any tarot questions or just general things, um, I'll, I'll always get back to you as soon as possible. Awesome, and also I might add that um, you might want to go to uh, to the website for the tarot school, and they have a newsletter that comes out every month that's online, and I write a column for it. And this month, guess who um, we're featuring? It is Joe, Joe Montelion. So you can go there and also get some more information. And uh, always want to put out a plug for the Tarot School as well as, as, well as the Tarot Guild, uh, as, who's also one of the sponsors of our show. And, uh, you know, there's to get some information and to – hang out with some wonderful people okay so joe i'm looking at the time we are way past the bottom of the hour with this show so i have to let everyone know what's coming up here on the psychic talk radio network so just need to let everyone know that tomorrow monday January the 9th um, at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. You want to tune in to uh, Tarot Today Live with hosts Mary Brown and Dax Carlisle. And they do something that I'm not doing right now. You can see them. You can see them. They do a video live stream on YouTube. So you can tune in on the Psychic Talk Radio Network, and you can also... Uh, tune in on YouTube. And then they'll be back again on Saturday, January the 14th. And um, as far as me, I'll be back in two weeks. I'll be back um, doing this program on January 22nd. And I'm going to be doing my show on the new year, you know, 2023. I wanted to wait until uh, Mercury Retrograde went direct which it'll do on January the 18th. And I'll be talking about what Carol has to say about this new year we're going into, this this magical year of 2023, which numerically adds up to a seven. So uh, what that means. So... Joe, if you're ready, um, I see some people are on the switchboard. They want us to take some calls. So I'm going to go over to our magical switchboard. (laughs) And I am going to area code 205. Caller, what is your name and where are you calling from? Hello. Hi. 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 My name is Patricia, and I'm calling from Alabama. And um, I just hi, Patricia. Like, hi. Um, thank you both for taking my call. Um, oh, it's our pleasure. Was, mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So it's just like a a um a a, a mini read. Um, any messages from Spirit Guide um, okay. about the new year? Okay, we'll be happy to do that. Thank you. All right. My pleasure. 
All right. So uh, should, are we both uh, reading for Patricia, or do you want to take this one? Or should yeah. I take this one? You can go first. All right. Hi, Patricia. Thanks so much for calling in. Um, I'm going to say a few words to connect with the cards, and then we'll jump in. Sounds good? Sounds good. Thank you so much, Mr. Brown. All right. I am the EEO, the Dell Center, the Great Angels, sit upon the operation of the secret wisdom. Please, with visible hands upon these consecrated cards of art, that thereby we maintain knowledge of anything. Jesus, in the name of it. All right. Patricia, I'd like you to focus on your question and the year ahead. And tell me when to stop shuffling. Right now. All right. Okay, Patricia, so you have the Prince of Wands. So the Prince of Wands in the Thoth deck, this is a card of recognizing your abilities and being more confident in them and getting a sense that there's either a creative hobby and it may be a career as well, um, but something creative and fun that may involve you as being a symbol for people or a leader or may, some area in your life where you are going to be stepping up and taking some control and really inspiring people. I just see you becoming more visible uh, this year. You also have the Sun card, which is a card of your visibility, success. Uh, and, and I want you to know that ego is a natural and good thing. It's part of us. You know, the ego is like a tool. It's like the other organs of the body. It's useful. It's not it's only bad when it's kind of misused. So so recognize your accomplishments. Move forward uh with confidence. Um but yeah, yeah, get ready to have I just I get get a sense that you're gonna want to have your elevator speech ready for the next few months. Um yeah. Do you have any questions on that? Um, I'm, no, I've, I've heard that before. Uh, uh, so it sounds like I need to get ready. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you so much for mm-hmm. that beautiful read. <laughs> thank you. And Patricia, I got one of the cards that just jumped right out at me is the Queen of Pentacles. So... That says a lot about you, that you're into beauty and nurturing everyone that's around you. Like you, you take care of everyone, and you're really good at it. And, you know, that's, that's what you love more than anything, making the world a beautiful place. And then you got the perfect card for the new year. You got the, the full card. And that's all about, not the full card, excuse me, you got the magician card. And uh, that card is all about manifesting your dreams. So um, what it says is that that you're ready to go, okay? You can, you can start taking your first steps toward the changes that you want to do and what you want to do and that, um, that the resources and um, – support are coming your way but um i see that you're very much into beauty and making your home and everything around you a source of uh joy mm-hmm. and keep doing that yes. oh wow that you, is just beautiful also and um, you're you're absolutely right um I do care for everyone around me and um and I love 
taking care of everyone. I just feel like the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I, I feel like, thank God for Jesus, I feel like that is why I am here. That that is that is my calling. That's what he, that's my charge, and that's what He elected me to do. And I try every day to put my best foot forward at um, doing His will when it comes to the people. So I love to take care of people, um, and. Um, it's God's will, I would continue um, to take care of the people. Um, so, yes, you and Joe, um, oh, my God, you, you both was right um, on point with everything, and it's just confirmation, confirmation. So I thank God for confirmation, and I thank God for both of you and the platform. Thank you. Um, you both are beautiful earth angels yourself. So thank you God. You too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much, you. Patricia. <laughs> yes, Thank you you're so welcome. much. Happy New Year, and I love Happy you both. Happy New Year. And I look forward. I love you. To talking to you again. So much love. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Blessings. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, oh, I'm going to take another call. Okay, area code 475. What is your name and where are you calling from? Sean, calling from Stanford, Connecticut. Sean, hi, welcome back, Sean. You always have such great things to uh, say and contribute to the shows that I do. I know that you have something. I love being here, so. Well, we love having you here. So here's what a friend of mine and I want to open up, or she want to open up a um, our healing center of sorts. And I'm going through the uh, process of getting my ducks in order, but I was wondering what the cards would say on this. Okay, so you're going to be opening mm. up the healing center. Well, yeah, well, my friend is, know. and I'm going to be working with her, yeah. Okay. Is this going to be, um, I just have a question, is this going to be a physical space or a it's virtual a physical space? space, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to do a uh, Reiki, perhaps massage therapy, other kinds of healing modalities, and I've even gone as far as um, knowing what's going on, I said, why not I bring in my own people, so I already have some people lined up, I'm doing my due diligence, making sure things are in order they're supposed to be. Okay. Very exciting stuff. Yeah, that sounds so exciting. Joe, do you want to go first again? Uh, yeah, sure, either one. Okay. Uh, I'll pull a few cards for you, Sean. Thank you. All right. So, Sean, I'm looking at the art card. This is the temperance card in the other tarot decks usually. And we also have the five of swords and the death card. So this is actually exciting stuff. What I am seeing is that this center, it, it's probably going to be a long-term project. And what I, what I am seeing is 
there are some potentially some people in the past that you might have planned to work with on this project that you're no longer in contact with. I get a sense that this project represents a major shift in your life and you're you're also shifting you're changing the people that you see regularly, the people you're associated with, and that's good. We're we're always changing, we're always weaving in and out of everybody's else's lives, you know. So that's natural. The art card tells me that you and maybe somebody else, you're both very different. I see two very different energies coming together, very contrasting energies. But because of the, that contrasting nature, it allows for this business to be more flexible, more versatile, and it allows you and this other person or this other energy to use more a wider array of, of, uh, of your talents. Uh, but the right. cards are saying with the death card, stay flexible. But the death card in this deck is also a card of moving away from that which is heavy and holding you back and moving more into possibility and lightness. So, yeah, lots of cool things to look forward to. Great. And what I'm getting, Sean, is um, what I'm getting is don't be concerned if this kind of gets off to a slow start. Do not do not worry about that because what I also see is that you need to okay you're going to set up your center but you're you want to you want your center you need to maybe do it differently you know a a different perspective than most people do so I'm getting a card you know where someone is upside down and uh, there's this need to, to see things uniquely different, to create something that has never been before, <laughs> to right. go places where, yeah. So um, you, what it's telling you to do is don't worry. Take a pause in the coming days to, uh, to really embrace your uniqueness. Like your center has to be totally different from what's out there. You know, and, um, you know, like like Joe was saying earlier, you know, you're creating something that can end suffering. But um, your gift is you can see things very differently and uh, almost like look at it from that perspective, you know, as to what you want to call it and how you want to present it to the world. And then I see you being very successful. I hope that helps. Does that make sense, Sean? Hello? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> he dropped off, but I still have you, Joe. Yeah, hey, hopefully you heard that. That was beautiful. <laughs> I don't know. Retro Mercury retrograde. I've got my, you know, I do this with my um, iPhone is what I'm talking on, and I've got it plugged in, and it's getting power. And I've got my, I'm going, I have next to my computer a big hunk of quartz and fluoride. So it looks like we're going to have time to take another call. So I am going to go, let's see who has their hand up. It is uh, area code. I'm going to go to area code 
800-800-8801. Caller area code 801, what is your name and where are you calling from? Hey, I'm looking Sharona, at a big map. Excuse me. Hey, Sharona, Hi. Um, it's Mr. Charlotte. From hey, Utah. Charlotte, how you doing? How you doing, darling? How you doing? And I'm Hi, doing, and this show has been so great today. And I just have Thank to say you. the energy, the energy from both of you is just so amazing. I mean, it's just, you know, always from Sharona, but I don't always pick it up from her guests. But it's just so full of love and wonderfulness that I'm like, I've been mesmerized. <laughs> oh, thank you, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so it's just lovely. Um, and the fact that I can even recognize that right now is crazy because my Mercury retrograde is not being kind to me right now. I'm like, if something can go wrong, it will go wrong. In fact, I'm surprised I'm even talking to you guys right now because, you know, it's just so... I need, I need um, a reading that's going to, like, well, I mean, I can't say what it's, I mean, I would hope that it's going to say, ah, you're going to, your Mercury retrograde isn't going to bother you after today or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Mercury retrograde. Normally, Mercury retrograde does not affect me, but it has, like, hit me in the head with a brick this time. It's crazy. Like, I've got a foot and a half of snow out in my yard, and I can't find my snow boots to save my life. And I took them off right by my door where they have disappeared to. I have no idea. Mercury retrograde. You know, and I'm not going well, outside we, in my crop in a foot and a half of snow, so. No, I don't think that would be a good idea. My goodness, no. Mercury retrograde, you got to behave. Let's see, let's see. What do you, what are you getting? So, so I want to make sure we're clear on the question. I know you said you want to, what, what, um, what do you want us to look into besides Mercury retrograde, go away, go away. Is well, there, um, um, okay, let, let me give you another little preface. I hate to take up too much time, but my I don't do, you know, New Year's resolutions because, you know, I feel like that just sets me up for failure. But I did have a New Year's intention and maybe uh, which was that, 2023 would be the year of love and for everyone and, and and love in all in all shapes and forms whether it's you know love and kindness whether it you know where I'm going with that and um I have found myself like and I never do this I mean I haven't done this for a long time I used to have a really kind of a hot temper but I've but, like, shouting at two customer service people. Now, granted, they were really stupid. 
But normally I just roll my eyes instead of say anything. But I want to get back to 2023 being the year of love. So maybe is that going to happen to me anytime soon? Am I going to get my mojo back to the, you know, being the loving person that I want to be, being the, you know, the person that spreads kindness daily and with each interaction and that kind of stuff. Mm. Cause I don't like, you know, I don't like, you know, I, we're going to help you get your mojo back. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to help you Thank get your you. mojo back. Yes. So, definitely. so yeah, I think we can help you with that. We're, we're, we can help you with your mojo. That's uh, we're mojo I makers. I love that. I love that. <laughs> so, Joe, you want to go first? Cause yeah, you're... sure. So, I, I would love to. I'll quickly share with you a mantra that I use because I have also had a habit of just getting into it with certain customer service representatives. So, I, I totally <laughs> understand. Um, one mantra you can use to get back in that mojo of love, and I love how you describe love as any form of love, all forms, beautiful, amazing New Year's intention. One mantra you can use is this. It goes, everyone is doing the best they can with what they believe to be true. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And I yeah. use this mantra when I get like a lot of religious fanatics, you know, <laughs> hating on my online stuff. I always say, Everyone is doing the best they can with what they believe to be true. And that includes you as well. So it's, there's, there's like yeah. a, a forgiveness in and out in that one. But let's, let's look into the cards yeah. and see what's showing and up I, for you. Goosebumps when you told me your mantra. So. Uh, we're looking at the two of wands. So I actually see you being the one to initiate conversations that other people want to have but are afraid of having in the new year. I see a lot of courage from you, and I see you being the one that's stepping up, that's being the invitation for that love. Uh, so that's very exciting. Oh, that is very exciting. Gives me something to look forward to. Come on, Mercury, you're Get out of here. <laughs> well, we can just say, shoo, Mercury retrograde. And what I'm getting is actually – I had, I dropped my deck and I, and I had two, they all fell face down and then there's two that are face up. So we're going to go with those. What and they're the both, uh, yeah, what the heck? they're both, um, they're both eights. So as we know, eight is the number of mastery and abundance. And we have the, um, the eight of wands. So what's that saying is, and I think that has to do with, Mercury retrograde, you know, and because of what it is, it's a bunch of sticks or wands that are flying through the air. Like, I mean, there's just, it's just very busy and, and so much going on and it's overwhelming. And, you know, what you have to do is go into that, you know, the quiet space that you have within, you know, and kind of tune away from, you know, that, that, that energy, which is kind of moving and, 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 you know, frantic. And I have the eight of cups. 
And that's about um, someone who is going off on a sacred search. And what it's about is tonight you, you need to go within because you have a deep longing for something that's meaningful in your life. Yes. And you know uh, there's more out there in the world. And what it's saying that this is the time you, you know, if you can do something like a, don't quit what you're doing, but this is the year if you want to do like a side hustle or do something on, a, on the side of what you're already doing where you can incorporate what you're here to do. You know, whatever that is uh, that has meaning in your life, you need to find a way that you can bring it into your life every day, you know, as, as a side hustle. And start doing it, you know, whether it's reading the cards or doing Reiki. You know, I know that you do a lot of work with animals. Do it. Do it. Whatever that thing is that you long for in your heart, don't think that you have to do it, like, huge. Do it small, that it's like a part-time thing. But start doing it, and it's going to make such a big change in your life, and all the pieces will fall into place. That is amazing. Like, in the middle of what you were saying, I was able to take in, like, the deepest breath I've taken for about a week and a half and then let it out again. And I was like, oh, thank goodness for Sharona and her show. <laughs> and, to, and today for, for beautiful Joe. I mean, you know. Just, oh, thank you. Well, I mean, my gratitude right now for both both of you guys is just huge, huge gratitude. Oh, thank you. And we do hope you find your snow boots. Yeah, don't go go out in the snow in Crocs. (laughs) (laughs) You can ask Mercury. You can can say, hey, Hermes, let's have a talk. Let's see how we can work this out for the next week or so. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I'm like, what the heck? How do you? I mean, it's not like snow boots or a pen or something for your car keys, which are small. I mean, they're snow boots for crying out loud. But I'm like, how can they hide? You know, I'm. Well, you know anyway. what you can do is like, you know, there's Archangel Shamuel, who has like a, like a, a, a green light. Whenever I lose something, and it's worked. Every freaking time, I say, okay, um, Archangel Shamuel says nothing is ever lost in the universe. So nothing is ever lost. It's there sometimes. Okay. Yeah. You know, it is there, and you just need to bring it back to you. So I would um, just think of Archangel Shamuel and he ha- it's he's like a beautiful it's like a light green color you know like peridot i think is the name of the stone mm-hmm. and just say you know help me and just like my mantra is nothing is ever lost in the universe and you can't believe that stuff that I, I i can't remember ever losing anything once i learned that <laughs> you know it always shows up and it always shows up and 
okay. I'm going to do that. That is cool. I love it. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he gave me a tool to work with. Actually, um, yeah, you actually gave me, both gave me a couple each of things to work with today. So, you know, I love it when people give you tools to work with. Awesome. So, yeah. That's why I called well, in, even though I was like cranky, cranky Charlotte. I'm like, got to call in and and fix this crankiness, and it works. Oh, well, you can call in anytime you want, and you know, you you've got a a nice kind of crankiness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure the customer service people would think so. <laughs> oh. I mean, seriously, I'm usually the one that's like, you are the best customer service person I've ever had. Thank you. Can I leave? Can I tell your manager how good of service, you know, I've received, but not this week? Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, I, you know, those people, actually, um, I knew someone who did do customer service. And it's an, inter- you know, it's an interesting thing to do. And they can take it. I mean, they are really trained. It's kind of like they, um, if you've ever, ever been to one of those places, they have balloons and fun and everything. Because it is, you know, they're, they they take a lot of grief and uh, they have yeah. fancy humors. So yeah. I, I'm sure they're okay. But we don't want you to go into that space where you're cranky. No, that's a no-no. No, because I found out so, going over into like with you know, my dogs and stuff, too. And I'm like, wait a minute. They're not to blame for any of this. <laughs> chill with your, you better chill your vibe there, chick, because, you know, your dogs are the best thing in your life. So, anyway. Well, thank you for calling in. We love you. And I'm going to put you back so you can listen because I have got to, I've got to land this airplane. We are running out of time. So let me put you back so you can listen in. Thank you, Charlotte. We love you. Thanks so much, Charlotte. And so just need to let everyone know we're running out of time. I will be back on Sunday, January 22nd, and I'll be talking about what we need to look out for and what we need to expect in 2023. So everyone, uh, this is your magic mama. I'm Sharona Rapsick and let's see, I always like to leave you with something that's empowering and that is, I want to let you know that our words are magic and I do pick a magical word Uh, for every year, and I hadn't picked one, but I think I know which one I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with miracles for this year. And um, so the magic word uh, for this year is going to be miracles. And um, gosh, I want to thank you all for joining me. And um, I want to thank... uh, Joe Montelion for being our special guest today. But, of course, I want to thank every one of you, my listeners and my community. And I do want to let you know that if 
No one told you today that you are loved and that you are enough just the way that you are. And do you know this world would not be the same without each one of you. You're perfect and you're absolutely essential to all that is. So uh, shine your light because I know you are my light workers. And I always say make sure that you focus on what is positive in your life right now because guess what? That's when you attract miracles and more positive situations. So step into your power and awaken your true magic. So until we meet again on Sunday, January the 22nd, um, and I talk about what Tarot has to say about 2023, I want you all to know that I'm wishing each one of you countless blessings and high vibrations. I love you all. Thank you, Joe Monte Leon, for joining me. I love you, too. And I love you, too, Sharon. That was so fun. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.